plugged in, Chris? I am plugged in. Welcome to the Plugged In Podcast. This is Chris from Twitter. This is Joe Hawks. How you doing, people? The people are doing good. Before we start, go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram at, and Twitter at Plugged In PCAST. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Chris C underscore Hustle. That's Hustle spelled H-U-S-S-L-E. You can also give me a follow on Twitter at JLHB510. Again, that's at JLHB510. All right, Joe, so let's get into it, man. An interesting round of playoff games over Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, the weekend kicked off with a pretty good game against uh, with, with the Bills taking on the Colts. Um, with the Bills emerging victorious 27-24. to 24. Um, It was an interesting game, some questionable calling. Uh, some questionable coaching on on behalf of the Colts. Um, Philip Rivers had a pretty decent game, going 27 to 46, throwing two touchdowns and 300 yards. Jonathan Taylor had another touchdown, um, and the the two um, receiving touchdowns caught by Jack Doyle and Zach Pascal. Um, but I think the the biggest takeaway from the game for me was Frank Wright going for it on fourth and goal. Um, Philip Rivers throwing a bad pass to well, he I thought I thought he threw a catchable pass to Michael Pittman that he didn't come down with. Um, but early in the game, um, not taking the points, um, I, I thought it was a questionable decision. On the other end, Josh Allen, he had himself a game um, throwing two touchdowns through the air and, and scoring for another one on the ground. Um, Stephon Diggs, um, just like we predicted, had a huge game going over 100 yards receiving, catching a touchdown. I thought Gabriel Davis made some some really big catches. Um, but overall, the story of the game was um, I, I thought the, the, the Colts lost this game more than the Bills won it. Um, the Bills, they, they played defense in spots, but overall I thought that the Colts really shot themselves in the put, foot. Um, the inability to take the points early on and then um, Rodrigo Blankenship also missing a field goal um, later in the game really ended up killing their opportunity to win the game. Yeah, I mean, it really was. I mean, the NFL got, I mean, just couldn't start off a uh, playoff weekend with a good with a better game. I mean, the Colts and the <laughs> Colts uh, at, at, uh, at Buffalo. I mean, 27-24, the final score, as you mentioned, uh, both quarterbacks threw for over 300 yards and there was no turnovers. So, I mean, it, both defenses didn't get, you know, wasn't able to generate any uh, any turnovers, which I which I thought that if, a te- you know, the first team that maybe have turned over the ball may have had a better chance of, um, of losing. But, I mean, it was a pretty much clean game. Um, Buffalo um, jumped up to a 14-point lead and the Colts started to rally back. Um you th- I thought it really was it was a good game, but yeah, going just back to what you were saying about um, about Frank Wright, some of the coaching decisions in that game was just just really head scratching. I mean, you yeah, take the points. I thought they were chasing points all game long, and it, and it cost them in the end. But really, it was just uh, I thought the uh, I thought the Bills were the better team coming in, and they showed that um, they were able to knock down Micah Hyde, who's you know doesn't get enough credit as one of the better safeties in, in all of football. He he ended up knocking down that hail mary pass uh, at the end of the game that you know could have <laughs> if if he wasn't there that there was probably a good, a good shot of them completing it but I mean you got to tip your hat to the Buffalo Bills for winning their first playoff game in 25 years I mean that fan base was just been you know we we're, I mean that's pretty much what this weekend was about fan bases uh, long suffering fan bases getting over the hump in the playoffs and 
and the Bills uh, started off Saturday. Uh, Saturday's playoff uh, matchup's pretty good. Yeah, and so the Bills and the Bills Mafia next week will play against the Baltimore Ravens against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Um, but we're going to go ahead and jump into the second game that happened on Saturday, which was the Los Angeles Rams traveling to Seattle to, to surprise the, um, the the Seattle Seahawks 30-20. to um, What were your takeaways from that game, Joe? Oh, man, I, what I would take away is, I mean, I lo- I'm, I'm a guy that loves defenses. I mean, you know, give me all this, give me the scoring that's good and all, but it comes down, defenses do win you championships. And what I saw from the Rams, I mean, absolutely, they just destroyed, they just really just, they, they really confused Russell Wilson all day long. They sacked the man five times. Um, they got to pick six off of him. And, I mean, this, and there's also, Russell Wilson has lost, uh, is three and is three and six in his last nine playoff games. I mean, no one's really talking about that because he started his career six and one in the postseason. This is one of those losses to me that's going to sting because he came into the, he came into that game as as one of the favorites for the MVP vote. I don't see him getting the first round of first place vote now because they just they they just basically the Seahawks just wet the bed and just you know went out just terribly in the playoffs. I couldn't believe it. I mean, they were they were the NFC West champ. They were the the favorite in this game. Jared Goff had to come in in relief duty um, after um, John Wolford uh, hurt his uh, neck in the first quarter. And both those guys combined for the uh, for a better passing rating than Russell Wilson in that game, which was odd. So I was really surprised that the that the Seahawks just got humbled like they did um, after beating them um, a couple uh, beating them in the last me- uh, meeting of the uh, of the season. So I was really thoroughly um, surprised that that the Rams was able just to put drop five sacks on them, two by Aaron Donald. We we tell we talk about play, your your big guys have to come up in the playoffs. He did. He set a tone for them all day. Yeah, Aaron Donald, I think, is the obvious MVP of the game. Um, the other two MVP, I, I, I would say the the X factors of the game outside of Aaron Donald, um, Darius Darius uh, Williams with the amazing pick six on he's the. Got three, uh, he had three interceptions in regular season off of uh, Russell Wilson. He's he's got Russell Wilson's number. Yeah, and we talked about it. So um, DK Metcalf was on the sideline screaming and howling you know, because he wasn't getting the ball. And so the, the Seahawks, to appease him, called uh, a screenplay, which Darius Williams jumped and read the play amazingly, which ended up, you know, in in a turnover for a touchdown, which ultimately I, I thought was the deciding factor in the game. Um, a screenplay, though. Yeah, and, and you think which about it, a seven-point swing. Yeah, yeah. And so um, that and um, Cam Akers, going for 131 yards on the ground he he the, the rams did the you know it's, it's a little cliche but they played defense and they ran the football and i think that is a recipe for success no matter who the quarterback is um you you, you may need your quarterback to do a little bit more than than goff and and woofer did um goff did just enough to get by um seattle um, but their defense they, they played well down the stretch um and they they started off the game they 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 weren't terrible this game um I think in the first 18 minutes of the game, they combined for like six points. Um, and then they, they ended up scoring, you know, 50 total points the rest of the way. Um, but overall, I thought it was a it was a fairly good game. Um, DK Metcalf was he, he scored two touchdowns, but I don't think he was an impact during the game. He scored one of those on it. Uh, he, he really wasn't. He wasn't. He, he scored one of those touchdowns on a busted play where Russell Russell Wilson scrambled out to the left and then threw an amazing pass. Um, and then just yeah, overall that like garbage at the time. Yeah. Not only is that defensive line playing amazing, but that second 
secondary is shutting people down. And so I think the Packers are going to have their hands full and, and it's going to be an interesting matchup going into, you know, um, this weekend's games with the with the Rams taking on the Packers. Um, the, Cal, the, Cal, the Cal Berkeley Bowl. That yeah, yeah, the, the Rodgers versus Goff. That, that's yeah. that's going to be a good story that we can talk about. Um, but we'll get that into that game uh, in the second half of our show. Um, let's go ahead and talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beating the Washington Football Team, thirty-one to, to twenty-three. I thought the uh, you know the obvious the obvious storyline of the, the game was Tom Brady um, sipping from the fountain of youth, not um, not showing too many signs of age. But I also thought Leonard Fournette had a decent game on the ground, averaging about uh, five yards a carry, scored a touchdown. Um, Mike Evans coming back off that um, I thought it, I concerning thought looking injury. Down. That's what I think everybody thought he tore something in that leg because it bent the wrong way. And so he came out, caught six passes for 119 yards. Um, the week after doing that, um, you know, Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown catching catching passes through the air. I thought um, the the another big story of the line was Taylor Heineke um, being a last minute start. Threw for 300 yards. Throwing for 300 yards, a, a touchdown and an interception. But I thought he he showed some some grit um, and really made the game better than than a lot of people anticipated. Um, you know, he 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 made an amazing dive for for a touchdown where he stuck the ball out to hit the pylon and score a touchdown. And then um, J.D. McKissick also had a touchdown and he threw one to Steven Sims Jr. But um, all in all, the uh, the the Bucks. You know, they took control of the game. They never relinquished the lead, um, and they ended up winning by eight points. But it was a thriller. It came down to a, a final possession um, where, where Heineke had had a chance to, you know, have one of those game-winning drives, but um, wasn't able to do so. But I think that, you know, at the very least, he's earned an opportunity to compete for the starting job next year. Oh, I agree. I agree. I think Taylor, uh, Tyler, Taylor Heineke... Um, Definitely deserves, uh, definitely deserves a shot at being uh, Washington's starting quarterback next year. I mean, he he was able to, I mean, basically come off the bench because um, Alex Smith got it was in a, inactive with that uh, with that calf injury. I thought he came off the bench um, and played and played well. Um, he just, but he he, I mean, he ran into a, a Tampa Bay Buck team that that really was just clicking on all cylinders as, as basically in the, uh, from from the whistle. Um, but I also like the fact that they that, that Washington really was trying to hang was really hanging around with a, a Bucks team that I thought could have just exploded uh, just blew that game wide open. Um, what I didn't like is that I didn't like the fact that uh, Washington, you know, that Chase Young, you know, didn't show up at all. I mean, he like he wanted Tom Brady, wanted you know, wanted the Bucks, but he wasn't a factor. He didn't really. St- I mean, outside of his name being called a couple of times, he really didn't flash across my TV screen. Um, Washington became the first team to win their division after having a losing record and lose their first playoff game. I mean, so uh, I thought I thought the I thought Washington, um, you know, held up their own, but Tampa Bay was going was going to be that team. I, like I said in our pick segment, we act, you know you went you went with Washington, I went with Tampa because I really thought that that. Tampa was the better team that can go up and travel in the cold, but uh, let's see that's that that right there to me. I thought I thought Tampa just really just you know dom- didn't dominate the game, but they 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 did enough to win because Washington could have. There was chances Washington had to to pull that game out. Yeah, they'll have their hands full next week because we're going to see a third game uh, between oh yeah between the Saints and 
and Tom Brady this week. We saw our first game on Nickelodeon. Maybe next week the History Channel should step up and do this Brady versus Breeze <laughs> game. But we'll, 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 we'll talk about that. We'll move on to the to the Ravens-Titans um, game, which kicked off Sunday morning. The Ravens ended up beating the Titans 20-13. to um, You know, not I, I didn't think there was much of an Im- I, I went into the game thinking it might actually be a shootout um, because Tennessee's defense really has been terrible um, throughout the entire season. And Baltimore Baltimore plays defense well in spots, but they've also you know given up some pretty good games. I think the most notable one was the 40-point the game um, against the Cleveland Browns on Monday night. Um, and I think that Tennessee has shown to, to have a, a much more prolific offense throughout the course of the season. Um, but the story of the game was Derrick Henry rushing for, for 40 yards on 18 carries, um, which means the Baltimore defense really came came in, showed showed up, showed out, um, and they they held held him in check for most of the game. I thought A.J. Brown was going to have a huge game. I think on the first drive he had three catches for like 51 yards and a touchdown and it was, was giving Marlon Humphrey fits. Um, but I think he recovered well throughout the, the rest of the game, and he only had 30, 30 yards, three, three more catches the rest of the way. Um, Ryan Tannehill... Um, you know, is their ceiling limited with him? He went 18 for 26, threw a touchdown, and threw a pick. But also, I think he he's a quarterback that relies too much on Derrick Henry to have success in the run game. Um, if he if he's not able to, um, if they're not able to get him in play action, um, he's he's incapable of making some really simple throws. And I think that's what really hurt Tennessee um, throughout the game. And you know, just overall, an impressive, uh, an impressive game from Baltimore on the ground. Um, Lamar Jackson with that amazing 48-yard run for a touchdown. J.K. Dobbins also punched one in himself, um, and that that was really the story of the game. But Baltimore's ability to run the ball and their ability to stop the ball. Yeah, I mean, uh, when it, you know, I was this was one of those games I was predicting with you know with my mind instead of my gut. Um, I thought I really thought that Tennessee was going to win that game. Um, they had the you know the, the better running game, the the stronger offense. If, you know, if you ask me, but Baltimore to me just toughened up at the right time. I mean, historically, these guys have faced each other in the playoffs uh, four times coming into coming into Sunday's game, and all the the road teams won all four games. So, I mean, it, it, it stu- and it and held up and it held true again because Lamar Jackson isn't, you know, still has, you know, got to work it on his decision making and his, and his passing mechanics. But when he gets in the open field, there's no one that's ta- that's going to that's going to uh, chase him down. I mean, that 48 yard you mentioned it, that 48 yard one was just electric. Um, he he came the second quarterback uh, to ever rush for 100 yards in a playoff game along with Colin Kaepernick. So. Lamar Jackson was just the, was just the weapon that the Ravens needed, but their defense—you alluded to it, Chris—their defense was what really uh, powered them through that uh, through that game. They held Derrick Henry to 40 yards on 18 carries, as you mentioned. AJ Brown, who's who who who's one of the better, you know, becoming one of the better wide receivers, had a touchdown. But Marlon Humphrey, you know, had they had their battles, but Marlon Humphrey—I thought Marlon Humphrey did a good job. But you know, the closeout interception by uh, Marcus Peters, Oakland Zone. That right there to me, you know, to shut it down because I mean, these two teams don't like each other historically. They do not like each other, uh, you know, plot past playoff battles. This was a real, this is one of the better rivalries in, in all of football, and they're not even in the same division. So, I mean, I'm, you know, I was really, you know, pleased to see Baltimore go down into Tennessee 
and 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 win that playoff game, especially after after being after after being the underdog heading into uh, into the contest. But they're going to have the, it's going to be a good matchup with uh, when Baltimore heads up to uh, Buffalo uh, this weekend. I, I, I'm really looking forward to that one. But yeah, I definitely think that's going to be one of the best games of the. I, I mean, every game is going to be spectacular coming this coming up weekend, um, and, and and it's. You know, I, I think that the TV ratings are going to jump through the roof with the matchups that are coming up. Um, and I think definitely that Baltimore and Buffalo is going to be one of the games that headlines the weekend. Sure. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the, the game of the afternoon, which was Chicago um, putting up three field goals against the New Orleans Saints. Um, actually, actually, it was a touchdown and, and a, you know, a missed, missed field goal or missed, missed two-point conversion in the field goal. Um, but not, not much to say about this game. I thought Chicago... You know, it was a typical Chicago performance. I, I am too, uh, but it, it was. What did you expect from them? You, you expected good defense, and you expected Mitchell Trubisky to be Mitchell Trubisky. I, he didn't throw the picks. He didn't throw the pick that I thought he was going to uh, throw. Um, Drew B. Drew Brees threw two touchdowns, but they were late touchdowns. Um, I didn't think that he had a great game by any means. Um, the Saints did just enough to win, but in the playoffs, that's all you really ask for. Um, Alvin Kamara had 99 yards on 23 carries and a touchdown. Um, but this probably was the most boring game of the weekend, in my opinion. I thought the Rams and the, the Seahawks was a close second, but I, the Saints and the Bears, it, it was not a fun game to watch. I mean, I'm, like, I'm just going to go back to tell you, I'm, the reason why I'm really disappointed in the Bears I mean, their defense played their hearts out all game long, and that offense cannot generate any points. This is the lowest scoring. Uh, this is a low. This is a low. This is the fewest points the Bears have scored in a playoff game since 1990-91 when they played the uh, New York Giants in the um, in the divisional round. They can they cannot get a first down to save their life. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky didn't have the turnovers. But Je- Javon Weems, you got to bring that pass in there. I mean, I thought the I thought the Bears just got uh, ran away from being, you know, trying to trying to try to be creative on offense. After that drop touchdown in the end zone, um, they they kind of shied away from you know keeping the uh, the Saints on their heels by still trying to ball, throw the ball downfield. It was a lot of a bunch of dink and dunk passes that really didn't go anywhere. Um, Allen Robinson the second, that man's talent's being wasted in Chicago. Free him, <laughs> free A Rob. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, man, they swear that guy. I mean, he is such a dynamic player that he's got. I mean, he's he's handcuffed in that offense. He, I mean, he he set a Bears record for uh, for most receptions by a wide receiver over over 100 catches. But that offense just did just let the Bears down all day. And I mean, the Saints, the Saints to be to, to be quite honest with, with you, any a better quarterback, I think the Saints lose that game. A better offensive, uh, like the Cardinals. If the Cardinals were able to, would have played them, the Cardinals might have been able to give them a run for their money, maybe even pull that game out. So the Bears, I was just really disappointed because you're right. I mean, the only thing outside of watching it on Nickelodeon, seeing Sean Payton getting slimed or gacked, whatever the hell you want to call it nowadays, um, but he was wearing the he was wearing the Jordan Elevens, bro. Like when he got when I don't know if you've seen the video, but you need go back and watch that. He was wearing his 11s. There's no way I'm getting gacked with that with the with the 11s on, bro. I'm sorry. He'd be all right, man. He got he got a little <laughs> bit of money. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the what what I think was the most amazing game of the weekend, most shocking game of the weekend, man. The the yeah, Cleveland Browns crazy. going to Pittsburgh and beating the living hell out of the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
you know what? Before before you before you even sat down, it was already twenty eight to nothing. The Browns jumped all it, it, in the first quarter. The Browns jumped all over the the Steelers. I mean, the Steelers first play the the miss snapped by uh, who was it? Mar- uh, Mike Marquise Pouncey. If you, know? you if you missed the kickoff, you missed the very first touchdown of the game. See exactly, so I, I like what I saw from Baker Mayfield and, and the Cleveland Browns, who were basically handcuffed because their coach was at home, like you and I, watching the game, and you know, in in his den, while while his team is out, a top corner in, Des, in Denzel Ward, one of their other better slot corners, and Kevin Johnson, and Baker Mayfield and that team just really took it to uh, took it to the uh, Steelers, who. That that team is going to look so different next year because uh, they've got like close to I want to say about almost thirty free agents. So you got to think about it. That the 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 current iteration of the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Steelers is going to look a totally different. And I think the Browns the Browns showed me something. They 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 were real. I think they were so much pent up frustration for that for that for that region. First playoff win in twenty six years. Not <laughs> not, not only check. that against yeah. a huge division rival. Right. The Browns and Steelers is one of the, the all-time great, you know, AFC rivalries. Uh, may not be as prestigious as some of the other ones that are that are around, like the Raiders, the Chiefs, um, the Raiders-Broncos, the, you know, some of, some of the classic NFL rivalries. But, but Cleveland and, and Pittsburgh, they have a history of their own. And, you know, there was a lot of trash talk, a lot of poor sportsmanship after the game as well. You know, Eric Ebron, he had a tweet um, before, you know, where, where he commented on LeBron's tweet, um, you know, where he was excited about them being 8-3, and three and, and, and Eric Ebron said, where, where are the Browns going? And, you know, lo and behold, they, they, they shocked the world in the, in, the, in the wild card round, and Juju Smith-Schuster, um, or Chase Claypool had the, uh, the TikTok where he said that they were getting the they were going to get smashed by the Chiefs in the next round. So it it really, you know, t- to me, it, there was a lot of poor sportsmanship after the game, guys talking trash and, and not being humble about being humbled, um, you know, which is, which is to me, concerning. It, it kind of, this is the most, this is the worst performance I've seen from a Mike Tomlin team. Um, you don't see a lot of Pittsburgh teams, um, shoot themselves in the foot. I think I think Big Ben is done. He he threw four picks and, and couldn't make some really simple throws against um, what's been a middling defense the entire year. I thought Miles stepped up on Sunday though. It stepped up on Sunday big time. Yeah. Miles Garrett he 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 was a force this weekend. I I thought he was everywhere. He was he they couldn't block the guy. He if he wasn't getting a sack he was being disruptive. And Big Ben was pretty much trying to he, he he was trying to climb the pocket. He was trying to move around and 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 make plays with his feet, but it, it was not the there. Pocket. Yeah, and and you know I thought the receivers they they were put in a position to have big games because you fall to, fall behind twenty eight nothing, then um, you're gonna have to make some plays through the air. Um, but I thought you know James Conner came out. He ran the ball well early on, but they couldn't they couldn't. You know they couldn't get over the turnovers, which which really killed them. Um, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, geez, they those dudes can flat out run the ball. Nick Chubb, he he was getting chunk yards um, and really controlled that game for them. Um, Jarvis Landry had that big 
big play on I think it was a slant route early on in the game um, yeah, that he that he busted for like 40 yards. Um, but but all in all, they looked explosive, and they're going to look to carry that momentum when they play uh, the Chiefs next week. What's going to be probably another amazing game? Kareem Hunt gets a chance to play his old team, not in in, in, in a playoff game at that. Um, so that's going to be that's going to be one that we can um, really have fun with. Let's actually go ahead and let's let's go ahead and open up the uh, divisional round, starting with that game at, with Cleveland traveling to Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs. Man, I mean, it, it, a lot of the, from what I've seen already, early pr- predictions, America like believes that the Chiefs are just going to roll over Cleveland. Like eighty-one percent, I was looking at e, uh, the ESPN uh, um, index is that forty, yeah, 81 percent of the nation believes that Cleveland is just doesn't have doesn't stand a chance. But I think I think Cleveland does have a chance against uh, against Kansas City. Um, the thing is with with Cleveland, they cannot. They cannot see that they can't be down like 24 to 13 or 24 to 10, something like that, because the Chiefs just just score pu- points in bunches. But I think Baker Mayfield and, and that team right now is playing with house money. Uh, they weren't supposed to, you know, we always hear that adage, so we're not supposed to be here. You know, this is we're a year early. They're going to go into Arrowhead and really be, they're going to have the confidence that they can pull this pull this upset up off i mean you just mentioned that kareem hunt is uh returning back to kansas city to a team that he had some good seasons with but you know the you know the, the bad divorce um the, the but the issue that went to, that led to the bad divorce um it was going to be a storyline you mentioned about nick chubb who just i love watching nick chubb run i mean he he's like an avalanche really uh, just uh, just coming downhill um and I, I think they're. De- I think Cleveland's secondary. That's what. That's that's going to be the X factor. If they can actually, you know, limit some of the big plays that Kansas City's known for, they they'll have a shot at winning this. Um, personally, I think I'm I'm gonna go with Kansas City. Uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna take the safe pick, but I think I would not be shocked if Cleveland does win that game. I would not. But I, I'm going I'm going with Kansas City. But if you if if we come in here the next time and and and, and we record. And Cleveland were to be going to the AFC Championship game, I wouldn't be shocked. I'd just be like, "Wow, I'll be, I'll be, I, I, I would take that as, I take that as as progression." I'm, um, I'm not going to be shocked at all because I'm picking the Browns to win this game. I think that that Miles Garrett is a man on a mission. Um, I, I, I don't think that they're going to. It's, it's going to be a shootout. They're not going to. They're not going to stop Patrick Mahomes. You can't stop oh. Patrick Mahomes. The only way to beat him is to outscore them. And the way that Kareem Hunt and, well, the way that Nick Chubb has been running the ball all season, he he is undoubtedly, in my mind, a top five running back in the league. Um, oh, yeah. Without question. He's, he's, he's like a snowball going downhill. Like, once That's he gets rolling, he, he cannot be tackled. He breaks tackles. He, 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 he has speed the dude he, he's a monster um but i think that they have they also have an uh, a decent aerial attack it really just depends on what baker what which baker mayfield shows up um is he gonna cook or is he gonna bake you know like we we've seen we've seen him face plant a couple of times this year but i think that um with that running game they're really gonna open that's gonna really gonna open up opportunities for him um kansas city's defense um they've been really bad all season but they've they've gotten better of late um with chris jones on a 
defensive front, you can't really ever count them out. Frank Clark is another beast up there for them. Yeah, so they, they can create nightmares for any running game and, and, and any quarterback. Um, so it's, it's really going to be a competition between the strength of both of these teams. But I I, the offensive line is going to have to play better again, too. They, they're they're mm-hmm. a good unit, but they're going to have to really play better this uh, this Saturday. Yeah, I, I, I agree, but... But man, I, I have this being a shootout. I I think that the what's the score? What's the score? Whew. It's going to be, it's going to be forty two to thirty eight. It's going to be a high that high scoring. Forty two to thirty eight Browns. Okay, you're going to take forty two thirty eight Browns. I will take. I'm gonna take thirty eight. I'm gonna take thirty eight thirty four. KC. KC. It's going. It's going to be close. Yeah, it's going to be something like that. Thirty thirty four. Who's 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 your? Uh, who, who are you predicting to have a big game outside of Mahomes? To be quite honest with you, I think Nick Chubb's going to have a big game too. Kareem. I think the running backs are going to have a big game uh, Sunday for Cleveland. Um, uh, I, I really, I really think so because uh, Kareem Hunt. You th- you don't think that he's motivated to to go to Kansas City and and, and try to pull this upset up? Like he's gonna have, I think he's gonna have a major impact in the game. Yeah, I, I think I think we may see both of those dudes run for a hundred yards. Um, those dudes, like I don't think anybody wants it more than Kareem Hunt. Um, you know, he 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 got his second opportunity and and he's taking advantage of it. Um, and man, Jarvis Landry, I think he's gonna have a huge game. I think he's you know he's the he's the possession guy on that team. Who he, he he runs solid routes. He he gets yards after the catch, um, and he he makes plays. Man, he's he's everywhere on the field. I mean, he's really um, Baker Mayfield's money guy. It's it's really amazing how much he's he's taken over this aerial attack since OBJ's injury, um, and he's really had a tremendous season. So I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be the MVP of this game, um, and he's. I I see him having seven or eight catches for for over 100 yards and, and maybe two touchdowns um oh okay that's a that's definitely a good stat line if he if he gets that then cleveland will have a uh will probably win that game man yeah yeah um but yeah man so i'm taking cleveland you're taking the chiefs let's go ahead and move on to the other game in the afc that we talked about we we have uh the the baltimore ravens traveling to to buffalo to take on the bills and the bills mafia Sunday night, oh, excuse me, Saturday night in uh, in Buffalo. Um, this is going to be fun. Um, you're going to have a good defense in Baltimore, um, good corners, a good secondary, good you know, good linebackers going against a Bills team that that can just score points like like that with just like just roll up just roll up points. Um, it's going to be it's going to be good. To, it's going to be a good matchup between uh, Diggs and Marlon Humphrey uh, this uh, this week. Um, Lamar Jackson versus uh, Josh Allen, uh, you know, two of the few, uh, two of the brightest young quarterbacks in the, in the NFL right now. Um, both guys can, you know, do with their legs, do with their arm. Uh, Josh Allen's a little bit more polished as the passer. Um, that offense, the Bills' offense, just is unbelievable. Uh, you mentioned you, you you mentioned about uh, Gabriel Davis, a guy that uh, a rookie that has made some good some big catches for them this year. Um, I don't. I haven't heard the the, the status of uh, of Zach Moss because he he got carted off in the mm-hmm. um, in the game uh, against the Colts last week. So we don't know about his status. But um, De- Devin Singletary is is you know is a bowling ball. <laughs> he is a bowling ball. So he he's not the fastest guy, but if he gets in, the, he runs between he runs well between the tackles. He's shifty. Um, 
He's shifty, exactly. He's a he's a shifty guy. Um, I like I like I like Buffalo to win this game. I'm, I'm sticking with them. I'm, I'm I believe that they're they're the hotter team. Um, Baltimore is. It's gonna they're gonna make they're they're not gonna get um, just points scored all over them, but it's gonna be somewhere in the neighborhood. The final score is gonna be somewhere in the neighborhood like 27-17 uh, Buffalo. It's gonna be somewhere around there. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be Baltimore is gonna make it tough for uh, for Buffalo to score, but I think Buffalo definitely have enough on offense to uh, to, to 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 win this game. I'm gonna take Baltimore to to, to go in and beat beat Buffalo. Um, yeah. I think that Baltimore, they're going to, I think they have a a better balanced attack between their offense and their defense. I thought that, um, that the Colts really should have took advantage of the opportunities that they were given against Buffalo. I don't think that Baltimore is going to squander opportunities the way that the Colts did. Um, again, Lamar Jackson running the ball, um, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, those those dudes can all flat out run the football, and they run it well. Um, it's a three-headed attack, really. That that they didn't they didn't show up as well as I thought they would last week. My surprise of that that game that Baltimore played against the Titans was Hollywood Brown, um, yeah, catching over a hundred yards. So he he's not going to do much this weekend because I'm pretty sure Tre'Davious White is going to be on that dude. Um, but I do think that Baltimore has the better defense and they have the better rushing attack. And so I'm going to take, I'm going to roll with that just because I think that, um, you know, Josh Allen, he made just enough plays to win last week. Um, and he's going to have to do that again this week, but I don't see that happening against that secondary. I think Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey, those dudes are, they're playing well, um, you know, Marcus Peters, he's not going to drop an interception if you throw one to him. And so no, I think yeah. I, I think that he's going to he he's a he's a risk taker. And so you may see him get gashed for for some some chunk plays and even a touchdown here and there. Um, but I can see him coming up with a big play, even possibly a, a pick six this weekend um, against the Bills, even though Josh Allen has done a, a really good job of protecting the football this season. Um but I think that Baltimore is going to control this game on the on the ground with their with their running attack, and I think that they're going to um, really get after Josh Allen, have him scrambling around, um, and I think he's going to throw a pick, um, which is going to be the deciding factor in this game. We don't really talk about we, we haven't really talked about like the defenses, but I think that um, Baltimore last week they they won that game on on a defensive play that was made late in the game and so i think the same thing happens this weekend i'm gonna go 28 to 24 uh baltimore okay it's gonna i mean yeah like we, we both believe it's gonna be somewhere like nope we both believe no no both of these teams won't be scoring over 30 points i mean we're, we're basically saying 20 27 like somewhere around there the winner is gonna have that much um just to, just to jump on what you were saying about Baltimore's defense, yeah, um, their secondary is pretty good. Um, you know, Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey, uh, they got a you know Cole Beasley to me might be the X factor for them. I mean, if he starts getting you know, you know, if you if you got Marlon Humphrey guarding today, uh, uh, excuse me, um, Stephon Diggs, and you got you know Marcus Peters probably following uh, Gabriel Davis, who's covering you know who's covering uh, Cole Beasley. Beasley. Yeah, who's covering Beasley? You know, like if you put him on, if you put a linebacker on him, like a Patrick Queen, Patrick Queen, the rookies, it's good tackler, but he's been struggling against uh, in pass coverage. So, you know, if I'm Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator, who's getting a lot of love for head coach um, for the Buffalo, um, the Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator, 
I would find, you know, I would use um, Cole Beasley as a chess piece, move him around everywhere on the field because if he if he starts going off, that means Buffalo's having a good day. Yeah, um, well, we'll see. It's definitely an intriguing matchup um, to say the least, but it, it's going to be that Saturday night game. Um, so all eyes are going to be watching. Um, let's take it to the let's take it back to the NFC and and um, look at our Sunday night game, the uh, the History Channel game with uh, Brady going to New Orleans to take on Drew Brees and the the New Orleans Saints. Um, Third time's a charm, man. The, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are looking to get their first win against the, the New Orleans Saints. They're 0-2 on the season. Um, the last game being a debacle um, of a game for Tom Brady. He, did he throw four picks that game? Three picks? Through three picks, yeah. Through three picks. And so he's going to look to avenge himself um, this upcoming week against the Saints, um, who I think... Shows the vulnerabilities against the Bears, um, even though the Bears are one of the top defenses in the league. Um, but Michael Thomas had a game, um, came back from his stint on IR, um, and and really showed up, scored a touchdown, um, got the got those you know those simple plays from from Drew Brees. Um, I think that Tampa is going to have their hands full again. I'm going with the Saints this game, um, and what I think. In a game that I think will be closer than than the first two, um, but I do think that New Orleans is going to win by by at least ten points. Um, I'm going to go thirty-one twenty-one New Orleans. I'm going. I'm going thirty-one. I'm going thirty-one seventeen bucks. But let me tell you why. All right. I really. I. It's hard to beat a team three times. It really is. I. I mean, it is going to be. It's going to be an uphill climb for the Saints to put, to pull this third one out because this is this is Tom Brady in the playoffs now. Okay, this is a different this is a different animal. I mean, he, he I mean he had a big game against Washington, even though he even though he threw the ball about forty times, um, which is which which I'm fine with. I really like the fact that the that the Bucks defense is getting Devin White back, their their best linebacker who didn't play last week. Led, led the team in tackles and sacks. So I mean, you bring that, you help that defense back uh, that much more by bringing their best player back. And I just think that the Bears play good defense. They, matter of fact, they neutralize the the, the Saints in, in some cases. I think the Tampa's defense is going to be a lot active, a little bit more active. Um, they're going to have they're going to they they have the cover guys to to, to go with the Michael Thomases uh, the Alvin Kamara's like I said Devin White is going to be just focused on Alvin Kamara that guy can cover like I said they're the Todd Bowles is going it's got his chess piece back on defense and I just think that Brady is you know after after the Saints have lost uh, excuse me the Bucks have lost uh, the two games this year against uh, against the Saints. There's something Tom Brady really wants to win this game. Right? There's and Bruce Arians wants to win this game. So I think they're gonna they're they're devising a great game plan for this week that I could see them I could see them jumping up fourteen nothing in the first quarter. I really like I can envision in that. Only way I see them winning this game is if they knock Drew Brees out the game, which is completely possible. Very completely possible, possible dude. Like he <laughs> like he he might get sacked and just turn into dust because the, the the both of these quarterbacks are like that they're they're yeah. old dudes that probably can't even take a big hit anymore like a big hit will knock them out the game um mm-hmm. but i don't think tampa bay secondary is good enough to to, to really stand with the the aerial attack of the saints 
Um, Michael Thomas, I don't think there's anybody in the league that can really guard him when he's playing well. Um, he hasn't played. The thing is, he hasn't played much of the season. So I can see. I can. I can argue Jalen Ramsey can. can yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Nobody. No. Nobody can. Yeah. Um, and and um, but I think Emmanuel Sanders is also going to play well. I think. Um, uh, Jared Cook is Jared Cook, the, the tight end. I think he's another guy that that's going to. Um, he's. I think he's a matchup problem for a lot of teams. Um, Drew Brees, when he stretches the field, he surprisingly throws to to Jared Cook on a lot of a lot of the plays where he throws downfield. Right. Um, but really, routes, yeah. Yeah, and so I think this late in his career, um, Drew Brees, everybody knows he can't throw down the field like he used to, but he he'll throw down the field in spots, and he's really he's really taking the time to to master you know, the, the short and intermediate game. Um, he always knows where his guys are at. So he, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. I think the biggest issue with them is going to be, can they ward off the, uh, the, the rushing attack of the, the Buccaneers? Because like I said, if, if Tampa Bay is going to win this game, they're going to have to knock Drew, Drew, Drew Brees out cold. So we're going to say that, uh, James Winston and Taysom Hill's going to have to, if, if this, if the Bucks do knock out Drew Brees, we're just saying, if he, if it does happen, <laughs> we're saying that Taysom Hill and uh, Jameis Winston are going to have to carry the uh, the Saints across uh, the finish line. Man, I'm trying to see famous Jameis come out and show out against the Buccaneers, <laughs> man. But they're going to go with Taysom Hill because they got money invested in him and they 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 let him start a couple of games um, over Jameis, which I didn't agree with. But um, you know that <laughs> Taysom Hill is not a He's not, 31, he's not again, quarterback. I'm going with 31-17 Bucks. 31-21, 31-21 Saints, man. So, all right, so we're so we're on three so far. We can't yeah. we can't come to an agreement on anything. Let's take it to the to the Los Angeles Rams traveling to Green Bay. Um, I'm I'm just gonna jump out there and say it now, man. I'm taking the Rams in this game. Um, I'm I'm buying whatever Aaron Donald's selling. Jalen Ramsey is the best cornerback in football. They have the best defense remaining in the playoffs right now they don't have a quarterback they don't have a quarterback to pair with that defense but they have cam Akers who could flat out run the football florida and, state's and, own and, and another florida state back who who shredded the green bay defense this year you know his name you know oh, his yeah. name oh yeah Dalvin cook All yeah right. and so so there there's there's a recipe to beat the green bay packers i don't think they're you know i don't think they're that impressive of a, of a one seed um, heading into the playoffs, I think that the Rams are going to come in. That defense is going to going to give Aaron Aaron Rodgers nightmares the same way that the Niners did last year. Um, and I don't think Green Bay has the guys that they need to 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 beat the Rams. I, the Niners have beat the Rams twice this year, and I think those were games where they were more physical with the with the Rams. Oh yeah. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Jones is not a physical running back. He's a speed guy. He's not going to run anybody over. Um, I think they're going to give. They're, they're going to get to Aaron Rodgers, and I think Jalen Ramsey is going. I don't think. You know, it's it's probably the best matchup you can ask for with a wide receiver and cornerback combination. Oh, yeah. um, but Jalen Ramsey is a stud, man, and, and, and Devontae Adams is too. But he can be taken out of a game if you if you get after Aaron Rodgers. Um, and I think we've seen that happen in the past. Chris, I'm on board with you. Ah, we're going to agree for once. We're going to agree for once. All right, all right, all yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, I really – because I'm really looking forward to this matchup. I mean, because you got you got a great defense in the Rams go, traveling to Green Bay where, to me, 
it's not a daunting task to go on a Lambeau field and win a playoff game anymore. I mean, it, the mystique of Lambeau field with or without fans, it to me isn't there. It's gonna, I, I, I believe, it's gonna be cold. It's, it's January. You, you want you want to know who this who this Rams team reminds me of? Who's that? The 2017 Philadelphia Eagles. They did not. That's... They did not win the, the the division like the Eagles did. Their quarterback is. Is is hurt? Might not play. Line. Oh yeah. Oh, they, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They they have shoddy. They should have shoddy quarterback play. But Nick, I mean, Nick Foles did play well in that 2017 run, yeah. especially in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But that defense, that defense, that defensive line really takes care. They they really get the job done, man. And it's headed by Aaron Donald. But but he he went out the game with the injury, and and that defensive front was still giving Russell Wilson nightmares. Yeah. They have depth. That's the thing about the Rams. They have depth. Um, and it's a good point that you pointed out that they remind you of the 2017 uh, Philadelphia Eagles. They actually remind me of the of the like those 2007, 2011 uh, New York Giant defenses. Mm-hmm. Those guys, there's so they're so fast. They're, it's so much depth on there. Um, if Aaron Donald's even 80 percent, 70 percent. If he's still out there, he's he still, still the best a, defensive lineman in the league. Right. So, I, and, and and I agree with you. Jalen Ramsey doesn't even have to show up to practice this week. He knows who he's guarding. Okay, I'm, if I'm Scott, if I'm if I'm Sean McVay, or uh, and, and and defensive coordinator uh, Brandon Staley, Jalen, you know doesn't matter. You don't even have to show up to practice. You know who you have. Okay, you you, you just know you're the you're the top corner. Do you think top- Do you think they'll go away from their philosophy because he hasn't shadowed guys all year? You know what. I, I don't see. I could see them uh, sometimes maybe deviating. If, if if I'll say this, if Devontae Adams has like a good hot first series or something like that, cancel Christmas. They're gonna just tell Jalen, "You follow, dude," because I like Darius. I do like Darius Williams. Uh, Pro, Pro Bowl snub, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, anytime you had three interceptions against Russell Wilson in the, in the regular season, <laughs> you, that that should get you to the Pro Bowl uh, on itself. Oh, yeah. So. So I like I, I, I like the Rams going uh, going into Green Bay. That defense to me, if they if they get after Aaron Rodgers, because Aaron Rodgers does not like to have pressure right in his face. Most quarterbacks don't, but particularly him. If they get pressure on Aaron Rodgers, they get the same type of uh, pressure they they applied to Russell Wilson. I'm taking the Rams. I'm gonna say I'm gonna take this one 24 to 14. No, 24 17. 24 17. I'll I, I, I'll say that. I think the Rams are. They're gonna have a defensive touchdown, um, maybe a, a strip sack and a fumble, and pick up a scoop and score. Or I could see, you know, maybe Jalen Ramsey <laughs> jumping in a passing lane and, and taking one back. But the Rams defense is gonna is gonna be the ones who drive them to this victory. I got. The, I'm taking. I'm with you. I'm, I'm taking the Rams in this one. I'm going 28 to 13, man. I think they're going to jump out to a big first half. Aaron Rodgers isn't going to throw a touchdown until the fourth quarter in garbage time, when the game's already decided. Um, they're going to kick a field goal in the first half. It's going. To, they're going to go into the half like either 14 to three, 21 to three, um, and then Cam Akers is just going to take control of 13, this game. 13 seven or something like that. They're going to take control of this game. I don't think. Um, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Sean McVay, but I think he's smart enough to to know that there's a recipe and a formula out there to to beat this team. Um, beating a defense is a lot harder in the NFL than it is to um, than it is to you know to, to to drop like a game plan against. It's harder to beat the the premier defenses in the league, is what I'm trying to say. And so I don't think that it's even close when you when you look at 
what the Rams have to face in the Green Bay Packers. They have, they have, you know, they Hire Williams has had a has had a good season. Their defensive front has played well in spots, but they've had one. They throughout the course of the season, they've had the worst rushing defense in the league, especially when the game's close or if they're fl- playing from behind. They can't stop a nosebleed, and so I think that the the reason that the that the the Patriots, I mean the the Patriots, the Packers defense, um, hasn't had to, they haven't given up you know as many big running games um, because they take teams out by jumping on them, taking an early lead, and and making teams stray away from their running that game. That Sunday night game against the Titans, and so it, I don't it, see that happening. Happen. I don't see them jumping on the Rams. I think the Rams. Um, it, it may start off pretty boring, three to three, you know, like for the first 15, 30 minutes of the game. You, you would love that. You would love that. Oh, yeah. But Cam Akers, I'm, I'm, I'm back on board with him, man. He, he, he let me down, you know, I think it was week 16 against the Jets, week 15 against the Jets where he, he I think he re-injured himself and, and, and had a pretty yeah, bad a game. Um, but but this 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 Packers defense, this running defense, I don't believe in it. I haven't believed in it all year. I'm not going to believe in it now. And, and and I have the Rams winning 28 to 13, 28 uh, 28 13. Yeah, 28 to uh, 13. And it, the big the, to me, the big this, this the, you'll like this. If the Rams are leading at halftime, they are 36 and 0 under Sean McVay at halftime. If when they're leading. So if we, if we look up and say the Rams are winning 13-10 or 13-7, somewhere around there, you can almost guarantee them that win because that defense just ratches. They, they, they play well in the first half, but in the second half, it seems like they turn on a whole nother gear. So that's why I think really the Rams are, have the best chance out of all the road teams. Have them, uh, they, they, they have the best chance outside of maybe Tampa. I, I took Tampa. To me, they have the best chance of going on the road and and winning that playoff game. They might be winning at halftime four to three with two safeties. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, but, Dodgers, real, Dodgers versus uh, Brewers. <laughs> man, real, first first uh, inning. <laughs> man, seriously, I'm I'm glad we ended the show on this on this game because I yeah. thought we were gonna I thought we were gonna agree on the the Saints game, but you did take the Bucks and you you surprised me with that one. Um, and so we went 0 for 3 to 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 start the uh, divisional <laughs> round, but we finally agreed on one. We were both taking the. Uh, I, I think people are gonna con- there. It's gonna come come across as an upset for a lot of people. I don't see this game as an upset. You know, again, it's just to me, even with uh, you know, Jared Goff or John Wolford, I still I still like the Rams. For, uh, I just like the I just like their defense to really just play harder. Than they did against the against the Seahawks because they know it's Aaron Rodgers. They know that the stakes are getting higher, and and and, and like we were like we've been lamenting, Cam Akers is is a difference maker, and we've saw and and, and like I said, Dalvin Cook just exploded on him for four, uh, four touchdowns this year. Who's to say Cam Akers doesn't have two or three? You know he's that he had he has that potential to uh, to really be the 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 driving engine on offense for the uh, for the Rams against the Packers uh, Saturday. Yeah, so an interesting slate of NFL games coming up this weekend. Again, the Saturday matchup start off with that with that um, Rams and Packers game, and we'll kick. You know, the the evening game will be the the Ravens traveling to Buffalo. Um, Sunday is going to be a great a great Sunday's game schedule. Sunday game. We're gonna have Cleveland at Kansas City in the in the in the afternoon game, and then um, the the late afternoon game is going to be Tampa Bay at New Orleans. 
Final thoughts, Joe. I, I'm just, man, I mean, last weekend, I, I was just a football glutton. I mean, it was so much football on last weekend. I, I, I was pretty much hunkered down watching all of it. How many wings do you eat? You know what's funny? I actually didn't have, uh, well, well, 15, um, 15 wings. Uh, <laughs> and that was, and that was, and that was for the, um, and that was for the, the Washington Tampa game. Okay. But, uh, okay. Yeah, but sat with Sunday, man, I, I, I think I ate, I think I ate about maybe mm, close to 20, uh, shrimp lumpias. Oh, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> the, the butterfly ones, the, or the, yes. whatever they look like. Oh yeah. my god! They were just like these boys right here with the with the tail hanging out, man. It was mm. so this weekend. You gotta you know you gotta pace yourself again. You gotta you know get you know go to the grocery store on on Friday. Get everything out the way because this weekend it, it doesn't you know you're, you're two less games, but there's but but four games anyway. They're all gonna be good. If it, it like I'm just so ready again to, uh, to watch some more football. I agree with that, man. Um... What about you? What you eat? You all up in my, you up all on my plate. What you eat, man? <laughs> we actually had some, we had some Zachary's uh, on Sunday. Ooh, okay, we had some Zachary's. I, I picked up some wings. I didn't I didn't quite get to fifteen, so I'm sorry if I let you down, man. Um, <laughs> final score fifteen to to my six wings, so I kicked two field goals. Um, <laughs> but I had some of the, some of that goop, man. That that deep dish Chicago style pizza oh, from from Zachary's, man. man. Um, oh, to to so you had a better day than the Bears did. I had a better day than the Bears and the Steelers, so. Um, oh man! Yeah, that was a, that was a, that was a good Sunday night, man. Saturday, I, I was kind of i i was i was i was in uh, i was in Damari's room on the PS Five, you know, on the playing PS Five on the computer with the football games running on the uh, on the side TV. So I'm like kind of pausing the game here and there, um, looking up to the screen. Um, but the uh, what was on the menu Saturday wasn't wasn't anywhere near as pre- as impressive oh. as what, what happened on Sunday. Man, I'm telling you, like this weekend, I really don't like. I'm still trying to I'm trying to chill, trying to figure out if I want to do paella. Who you haven't had? Oh, you make it? No, 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 no. I was about to say, man, because that's, that's that that is a process. <laughs> Boy, who are you telling? But no, there's a there's a couple places uh, in Berkeley that does great paella. Okay. Um, so I might I might do that for uh, for Saturday, Sunday. It's it's that's still up in the air. But you got to have a, you have that good food, good drink uh, for for the for the, to watch these games, man. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that some more because I'm a big paella guy myself, man. Yeah. Um. So we'll we'll talk about that, but. Uh, Definitely, uh, it, it's it's an interesting slate of games coming up this weekend. Uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Plugged In Podcast. Again, follow us on Twitter and subscribe Instagram. To the, subscribe subscribe to, to the show. Um, go ahead and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Plugged In PCAST. You can give me a follow at Chrissy underscore Hustle. That's Hustle spelled H-U-S-S-L-E. You can also give me a follow at JLHB510. Again, at JLHB510 on Twitter. And with that, we are unplugged.